Hey, on today's podcast, really good. James Altshur is on with us. We got the bar owner in Staten Island who was just arrested for keeping his bar open. He's on today's podcast. Uh, we have the the Harvard Medical School professor who, I don't know if we can trust him. He says this mask thing isn't working and, uh, m- you know, maybe we should go a different route. He's crazy. Also, the update on the election. What's happening with Texas? A really important lawsuit coming out of Texas. All this and so much more on today's podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Texas is now filing. We'll tell you about it coming up in a little while. But Texas is filing a lawsuit. Uh, against four other states saying, uh, you know, we played by the rules. You broke the rules of the Constitution uh, and we have standing in this. I, I don't understand how Donald Trump doesn't have standing or how we, the American people, don't have standing in this mm-hmm. election. It's our country. How, what more do you need? That's how they just dismissed the supposed uh, Kraken lawsuits. No standing. Wait, they're American citizens. They don't have standing in this election for it to be free and fair? Come on. I really want to know. And by the way, if any of this goes to the Supreme Court, do you see Ted Cruz said he'll argue the case? I saw that. Yeah, that's good. And has he, is it, it's my understanding he's never lost before the Supreme Court, right? He's had nine cases, I think, before well, the Supreme Court won them all. He's got to get yeah, he there. Does. He's mm-hmm. got to get there. Okay, I want to uh, welcome to Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed, the podcast you can uh, get and listen to every day. Very funny. Uh, he uh, does it right before this broadcast. Not to mention profound. Funny mm. and profound. That's what people are saying. Yeah. Those are the two words that come up the most. Funny and profound. Well, I think it's the, <laughs> I think it's all the deep, deep science work that you have done. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, that's why I wanted to ask you about the Israeli space program, the yes. former head of the space program. Mm-hmm. For almost 30 years. For, th- for 30 years. Now, I didn't know that Israel had a space program. Uh, but, but I love that they do. Yeah. But he, mm-hmm. he told uh, newspapers yesterday that... Um, Aliens have been secretly interacting with the U.S. and Israeli government for years. Mm -hmm. He said at one point, Trump wanted to expose their existence, but the UFOs have asked not to publish that they are here because humanity isn't ready yet. Well, I'm glad he just did it anyway. Trump, he says, was on the verge of revealing, but the aliens of the Galactic Federation are saying, wait, let people calm down first. They don't want to start mass hysteria. Yeah. They want to make sure that uh, they uh, that we're that we're sane and that we understand. Well, that's not going to happen ever. I don't think ever, ever, ever will we be sane. (laughs) So, uh, I mean, my first thought is. He's 87. Mm-hmm. He's got a little Joe Biden going on in him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, however, <laughs> however, hasn't it been odd how since Donald Trump has been president, all of these things have come? It seems like it seems like the alien network is the only one that understood, hey, he's a big distraction let's just dump all this information out there and then then you know in four years when they're like 
wait, the Pentagon said that they had a extraterrestrial device and a plane? Another reverse engineering it? Right. Then you can say, yeah, that's old news. That came out a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> that is the way to do it. It yeah. is. Yeah, just pop it out there. Wait wait for like, you know, there'll be some other big story. Like, you know, the McRib is back in stores this week. Wait till that comes out and then just leak out the alien information. No one pays attention. Because <laughs> of the McRib. Because of the McRib. People are so like, oh my God, bigger. where's the McRib? Which store right. do I go to? Wait, isn't that meat pressed to look like rib? You're right. Like, it looks like it's bone, it's but it's made out of, of meat. It's some sort of goob, and it's right. just pressed into a rib shape, and that... Yeah, it's not... It, it, you look at it, and it looks like it has bones in it, but uh, it, does it does not have it does bones not, in it. There's absolutely it's no so, bone know, in it. No. It's like boneless chicken wings <laughs> without any meat. Right. <laughs> so he goes... And, and, he goes on to say there's an agreement between the U.S. government and the aliens. Mm-hmm. They signed a contract with us to do experiments here. Hmm. Well, you know, I understand that because there's nobody that loves experiments, you know, more than the Israeli people. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. Um, they, too, are researching, yeah. trying to understand the whole fabric of the universe, and they want us as helpers. Uh huh. It's really cool because there's also a secret underground base on Mars, the depths of Mars, where there are American mm. and alien representatives. Mm. So that's going to be helpful when we get to if we ever get to Mars uh, with the They're Elon gonna Musk thing. They're going to no, be don't there. Don't worry about it. Come on yeah. down. Come on a cup down. Of coffee. <laughs> We're set. We're set. Uh, he said, "If I would have come up with what I'm saying five years ago, I would have been hospitalized." Wherever I've gone in this uh, with academia, they've said the man has lost his mind. Today, they're already talking differently. I have nothing to lose. I've received my degrees, my rewards. I'm respected in universities abroad uh, where there's a trend also changing. Mm. So Hmm. is he saying is he saying people are ready to accept this? Is this what he's saying? Seems like I think so. And with the Pentagon report, he might be right. I mean, there's there is some legitimacy to this stuff now. Did you see last week what the Pentagon re- released with the giant uh, triangle shaped ship that came out of the water? No. Oh my gosh! What? Yeah, I I don't know why this isn't going what? everywhere. This is huge. So the <laughs> Pentagon, the Pentagon released video it had already been smuggled out of the pentagon this shows you know that they're hiding information it already been smuggled out i think it happened in 2017 i think and they confirmed and re-released the video and said yes this was taken by our uh uh uh, jets and also tracked by our warships and it was this gigantic triangle-shaped uh, ship that came out from underneath the ocean. That was an episode of Sequest. I know. <laughs> and they tracked it going 300 knots underwater. No. Yes. Look it up. Look it up. Oh, that is unbelievable. I mean, what the How hell could is you happening? not hear about that? I know. The Pentagon released that? The Pentagon that? released it last week. Didn't we talk about this? Uh, I don't think so. Not while I was here. <laughs> yeah, maybe we didn't. Yeah. We There's so many things about going it. I can't on. Remember if we did it on the air or not? It, yeah. it kind of is like you know maybe we should readjust our priorities. And they had footage of it. Yeah, they had footage of it. You, and they tracked it. Uh, and it stops. It goes up in the air and then it stops. Uh, that is. And crazy. then it kind of spins around and you hear the pilots going, "Look at that! Look at that!" <laughs> it just stops and then just flips around. Uh, yeah, that's. 
<laughs> Literally, there is a sequest. Like, do you remember the show Sequest? There Barely. is a show where a giant UFO comes out of the sea, and it had been there for like I don't know a million years or something, and they reawoken it, and it just came, it came up out of the ocean and flew back off into space. Well, this time they released that there is they are uh, they didn't use the word targeting. Um, they said something along the lines of <clears throat> there is um, uh, there is <laughs> some special concern with these ships that they are observing our navy uh our air force and our nuclear weapon sites why i mean don't know the 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 technology to get here from somewhere else where there's life would have to be such that you don't need to spy on us one of the guys one of the guys who are safe than sorry though pat yeah you you think i think you uh you plan for the worst but it'd be like us spying on ants to see what they're doing in their in their anthill how do you how do they build those (laughs) (laughs) that's what it would be like Uh, have you ever tried to kill ants in texas studying (laughs) us they would have you ever tried to kill ants in texas uh it's like it's among the five most difficult things in in the world to do so they always come back and they always eat your children always that's how it ends every time i had 10 kids i only have two now wow is this talk about ants or aliens (laughs) alien ants i think the ants are the aliens i think they've been here the whole time living underground so let me ask you if they came down and they were big octopus people Mm -hmm. and they were like yes we look just like uh, on the simpsons don't you guys know that guy is a genius and a soothsayer uh, and he came down, and you, they were like, yes, and we're here. We come in peace. First of all, do you think that there's a chance we just don't try to blow them up anyway? <laughs> just, that they we come don't down try and, to? No, yeah, I think we would we, try to. Yeah, we try to blow them up. Mm-hmm. So that's a bad thing for them, and mm-hmm. most likely for, for us. us. Yeah, because we're not going to win. No, yeah. like so yeah. we're just going to wind up trying to blow them yeah. up. They're going to any hope they had of a good relationship is going to go up in flames. So does this? Does this at all? Would this shake your faith at all? Because nowhere in the scriptures does it say, "And in those days, aliens show up." <laughs> I mean. <laughs> You know, that would be kind of a big it thing. It would be well, weird. Unless that's like the heavens open up. Yeah, and aliens spill out. <laughs> so, well, <laughs> instead of angels, aliens are spilling aliens. out in ships. Well, maybe they're that the angels. That would be weird. Maybe they're the angels. Maybe. I, I don't know. I, if they didn't look like us, I think that would, uh, I would be confused by that. Because I would what? assume they would look like us. White came from the yes, yeah, of course. Yes. Typical white, white. typical race. Yeah, white. They have to be white. If they're green <laughs> or something, they're green. We're or just going to reject them. No, you can't be oh, on our we'll planet. Sorry, mm-hmm. nope. Of course, yeah. we're going to nuke them if they're a different color. <laughs> <laughs> Unless their bodies are shaped exactly as ours are. Okay. All right. Last question. Green lives matter. Ask question. Mm-hmm. Last question, and I mean this sincerely. Odds that we see an alien announcement with maybe the aliens standing next to or in our sky or something like that mm-hmm. in the next in our lifetime in our lifetime oh well i what is this what is this no i mean like an actual like like an announcement like the president the steps up and like i want you to i want you to meet goreb 
over here. <laughs> That's his name? Yeah, Gorham. Yeah. What planet is he from? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not limiting it. I just want is Goreb as far as I'm willing to go out on So a someone who lives on another planet yes. is announced in a press conference. In a press conference. On, in the United and States. And it's credible. It's not like mm-hmm. me holding the press conference going, hey, this is Goreb. Right. Like he comes out <laughs> and he slithers to stage or whatever, something. Right. Whatever. He can walk. He might look like us. He may not like look like us. He may look like a, he may want to destroy us. He may want to he may be dressed as Gandhi or Jesus. I mean, but a U.S., a major U.S. official making this announcement. Yeah, or the, the world official, you know, the way I, it always happens. Before 2020, I definitely would have said 0%. But I mean, right? now, 85, right? 90, I don't know. <laughs> no, seriously, I would have said, I would have said maybe 5%, maybe in my lifetime, five years ago. But with everything that has come out in the last four or five years, it's pretty hard to, to dismiss because it's no longer kooks. It's the Pentagon. <gasps> maybe they're all kooks. That's possible. That's likely. I'm still going to say zero. Zero? Mm -hmm. I don't think there's any chance of that. I'm up to a solid Mm -hmm. 1%, I think, now. Really? I've gone from zero to one. (laughs) Have you really? Well, because, I mean, my guess is this is probably some, you know, military craft or something. I mean, we're pretty amazing, and we come up with a lot of really crazy things that we would not be able to explain five or ten years earlier than discovering them. So, I I don't, you know. I got to tell you, after 2020... I say 2021 after this, just this election. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vampire space bunnies in a week. Absolutely <laughs> I, possible. I'm surprised. I say 90, here, 85, right? 90 percent. Yeah. 85, yeah. 90 percent. Vampire space bunnies <laughs> take occupation and they kill us all. But we don't know it because they're cute little bunnies. Right. And we're like, oh, no, oh, cute look little cute. bunny. <laughs> and they drink our blood. Wait, what was hmm? the last part? By February. <laughs> this is this is actually the major US official making the announcement it's Glenn. <laughs> You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Altature is an entrepreneur, pretty good at that. Angel investor, pretty good at that. A chess master, yeah, he's kind of iffy, and uh, <laughs> and a great writer. Hello, James. How are you, Glenn? So good to be here. I'm, I'm doing really good. How are you doing? That's great. It's always good to have you on. How are you? How are you doing with the demise of New York? I know you are a a, a lifelong New Yorker who reluctantly said, "I think it's over." Then Jerry Seinfeld, for some reason, attacks you for it, uh, and it looks yeah. like you're right. Yeah, you know, you know, and the thing is, Jerry and I are are technically on the same side of this, which is that no one wants New York to die. Correct. Correct. I presented some facts that I was seeing that were undeniable, and everybody wanted to shoot the messenger. But then I I called people ranging from mayoral candidates to congressmen to even the Federal Reserve looking for solutions. Everybody seems to be in denial. I wrote that article three months ago. New York City is in worse shape now. And and there's articles. You just quoted de Blasio. I think he needs a course on law and order. You Mm. can't close down businesses without due process. Ninety percent of restaurants in New York City 
are going to go out of business. Cuomo's going to ban indoor dining next week in New York City. So businesses are collapsing. Employees are going unemployed. City workers are getting fired. Trash collectors, EMT workers, teachers, police, healthcare. How are you going to do, James? How are you? I mean, I love New York City. I think it's one of the greatest. It doesn't like me, but I think it's one of the greatest (laughs) cities uh, in the world. And I don't see it ever coming back to the way it used to be. I can't even figure out how it doesn't become escape from New York soon. You know, Glenn, I agree. And again, I talked to a lot of smart people about it who should be on tap with solutions. It's very difficult. Money is leaving New York. And people say, good riddance, the rich are leaving. But it's not the rich <laughs> are leaving. It's it's 80,000 small restaurants. It's mom and pop landowners. It's the people who are 10 months behind on their rent who are mm-hmm. never going to pay. You know, there's two billion, one in four New Yorkers have not paid rent since, since March. They're not going to suddenly pay on January wow. 1st. They're just going to leave. Half a million people have already left New York. It's the largest flight out of New York City ever. So when people say you can't say this time is different, this time is very, very different. The economy has been shut down. People have left. You know, I, I saw that I saw that number uh, about how many people left. They say it is uh, bigger than the exodus right after 9-11. But 9-11, you still had things going for you. You just needed courage. Uh, and you also had Rudy Giuliani, who was good for business. He was he was doing the opposite. Stay here. Stay here. Continue to build where now it's just the complete opposite. Shut it down. Shut it down. Stop doing everything. I mean, I was in the World Trade Center on 9-11. I lived three blocks away. It was rough. And, you know, but the entire world rallied behind New York City, helped New York City rebuild. There was love for New York. New Yorkers loved New York, wanted to rebuild. The same thing is not happening now. There is, you know, there is so much, there is so much kind of fighting there's, there's the violence is up 150% year over year. Murders are up. Mm. Uh, and again, it's not just like a few businesses downtown are closed for a little while. It's, it's probably going to be about 100,000 businesses closed in New York. Just the other day, there was news. 70 financial firms, including Goldman Sachs asset manager business, yep. have moved from New York to, Florida. to Palm Beach, Florida. Yep. So there's so, an exodus. And how do you pay for New York's probably, in my back of the envelope math, New York is probably about $100 billion in the hole. How are you going to pay for that with no taxes collected? Because everybody who pays taxes is leaving. And the people that are the worst off, the people like this bar owner that's just trying to keep their restaurant and their bar open, they, they can't move to West Palm. They're not moving. They, they're stuck there. I know. And that's, that's the sad thing. You, it's, it's in the Constitution. People need due process before property is taken away. This guy's business, this livelihood, was taken away. And it's not just him. It's every restaurant owner all around. I'm standing in New York City right now. All around me, restaurants that have been staples for decades are out of business. The people who work there, out of business, moved out. The, people, the employees moved back to wherever they're from. This is not just something that affects, quote-unquote, the rich. Nor is this, a lot of people are saying, oh, well, this will go to a, back to the 70s, which was this artistic utopia mm-hmm. where the rents were low. No, I was there in the 70s. It was disgusting. And it's not, it, it's actually even going to be worse than the 70s because at least in the 70s, businesses were open.
let me uh, let me switch gears slightly. Um, you're right about the Constitution, and you're also right about there has to be compensation. If the government takes away something of yours uh, or destroys it, they have to have fair compensation for that. I, I've been saying from the very beginning when they said we're going to close down businesses for more than two weeks, I've said th- this is a huge a lawsuit just waiting to happen on behalf of all of the people who have lost business because they weren't allowed to open it up. But that brings me to, well, we'll just print more money. I mean, the value of the dollar is, you know, did you know that the Federal Reserve has printed more money? In fact, they've printed three quarters of all of the money they have printed in 107 years They've printed three quarters of that amount recently. Yes. And, you know, I even look, I even called people at the Federal Reserve to talk about New York City just for my own benefit. So I could see that someone's thinking of solutions. All of their thinking is, hey, you know, the demand for the dollar is strong, which gives us an opportunity to print. (sighs) But it means that our children are going to be paying back money to the children of the wealthy Chinese people who are lending us the money. And now the Federal Reserve is lending it. They, we're not even borrowing it from the China. Nobody will buy our, our, uh, our debt anymore. It's now 100% financed by the uh, uh, Federal Reserve. I mean, did, did you know more, since March, money supply, more than, more than $11 trillion has been added to the money supply. That's not a trivial amount. And now... And now they're talking about, oh, let's just give $50,000 to everybody who took on student loans. What are they talking about? You're only benefiting the top one-third of society when you do that, so it's not a progressive action at all. And what about these guys like this Staten Island bar owner who's worked for 40 years building up his bar, helping his community, serving his city, mm-hmm. and, and now being told that he's, he's not yeah, obeying nothing. law and order when he just wants to feed his family? It's 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 sad and it's disgusting. So let me ask you, because there's there's not been any talk on or very little talk on this, especially compared to last time. Bitcoin is almost I mean, it has broken its all time high, I believe, or it was within a couple of hundred dollars of breaking the all time high. But that only lasted a few days. Bitcoin is now up around 18 to 20 thousand dollars and has been for a few a few weeks, maybe a couple of weeks now. And there's no hype on it. it. Is what's happening with that? Is that a reaction to people with money saying, "I'm getting out of the dollar and I'm putting it into something that might be stable"? Yeah, I think it's several things. I think one is even since since March, everybody uh, breathed a huge sigh of relief that Bitcoin existed because what other currency? Would you trust the dollar is the most trusted currency in the world? Mm-hmm. And like I just said, they're printing, you know, maybe another ten trillion dollars for all we know. Like the Bitcoin, the supply cannot change. You can't print Bitcoin. The supply is permanently fixed at twenty-one million bitcoins. So, and it's not reliant on the financial system. Every dollar transaction goes through banks and central banks and Federal Reserve banks. It's all tied to a system that could collapse. Bitcoin is outside the system, which is why companies like MicroStrategy is putting all of its cash reserves into Bitcoin. That didn't happen in 2018, the last time Bitcoin reached a high. Mm -hmm. The last time Bitcoin reached a high, it was 
speculators, people wanting to day trade Bitcoin. Now it's people who are parking hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars in Bitcoin for safety because they don't trust the dollar and you can't find any more Bitcoin. So if supply is fixed, but demand is going up, then what does that mean? Price goes up. There's $150 trillion of fiat currency around the world, but only $300 billion worth of Bitcoin. So if you think there's a reasonable chance that some percentage of currency will switch over to Bitcoin, which seems kind of obvious now, then Bitcoin is a very safe place to put money. Not go crazy with it, but put some Some. money there for safety. So, James, what does it look like? Because uh, I think it was Goldman Sachs, it may have been Citibank, that came out and said they're expecting a 30% drop in the value of the U.S. dollar in the next year to 18 months. If they're printing $11 trillion, it's going to be more than that. Um, What does that mean? Can you help explain to the average person what that means to them? I don't mean people with lots of money. I mean people who are living on the edge. The average person. I mean, look look at what happened in January and February of this year. Before the lockdowns, China locked down. And guess what happened? We suddenly realized that all manufacturing, 100% of manufacturing happened within 200 miles of the Wuhan province. (laughs) Surprise, we didn't know that. Like people were saying, well, didn't we do something in India or Vietnam? No, it was all, everything from your, the drugs that you take to the dresses and clothes you wear to uh, your iPhone to all electronics, it was all coming from China and all the factories shut down. So suddenly we couldn't even get toilet paper. We couldn't get anything. And so what's going to happen is when all your goods are made overseas, but we're paying in dollars where the value of the dollar is going down, everything's going to get more expensive. So a $1,000 iPhone might be $2,000. A drug that costs $100 might cost $300. All of these prices start to go up. But there's a little bit of a battle happening short term, which is that Right now, the the Federal Reserve wants inflation. They're fighting deflation because everyone's been sitting at home, not buying anything, not traveling, not doing anything. Businesses are going out of business. There's a danger. Also, the dollar could go. Uh, the dollar could deflate in the short term, but then inflate in the long term. So basically, everybody goes broke, and then everything gets more expensive. So that's the scary part. And so the Federal Reserve actually wants to print more money because they want to inflate as fast as possible. The benefit to them of inflating is that they borrow now, they, they weaken the dollar, so we're paying money back in weaker dollars. It's easier to pay back the debt. Jeez. That's no good, though, for people at home. You can't get dividends. No. You, your, all your products are going to be more expensive. So the people at home are in trouble. The government gets away with it, and a new generation has to pay back the, the children of all the people in the rest of the world. So, you know, we have 5% of New York office space being used right now. Is that a true number? 5%? Yeah. And it's going to be less uh, oh next gosh. week as more lockdowns go in place. But I mean, that's just it is that right now everybody's going remote bandwidth. People say, Oh, the, you know, just like the financial crisis, miracle bounce back. No, it's different because in 2008, 2009, bandwidth was one-tenth the speed of bandwidth right. now. Now you can actually work remote 
and be more productive. And that's what companies are realizing. And they could be, they could save on costs. They could just stop leasing office space. So I tell you, James, I, I've talked about this. Stu is pointing this out this morning. I talked about this um, because of a digital revolution that was coming. I've been talking about it for five or six years and describing what was what it would look like uh, if the transition was sudden and describing New York City. We knew it was going to happen. What it's also taken out, though, is uh, the entrepreneurial uh, spirit in some ways. It's just being crushed. How do you talk? What, what do you say that entrepreneurs should be looking at in the future? Where does it go from here? Well, you know, it's an important question because there's 128 million workers in the U.S., but 55 million of them filed for unemployment insurance at some point in the past eight months. Jeez. That's a sad statistic. It shows there's no loyalty in corporations. So entrepreneurship has to be on the mind of many people, particularly young people. Start looking towards who benefits from everybody working remote or everybody moving from the first tier cities to the second tier cities. So obviously online learning is going to benefit social media management for companies, helping companies pivot from offline to online, uh, working on online newsletters, online courses, you know, all anything relating to remote, relating to uh, uh, media being created remotely, all of these things are going to, are going to boom, you know, app development, uh, uh, again, so, you know, helping companies with their social media management. This is a great time for young people who have been using social media since birth to now step up their skills, start off, the way I did, creating an online agency and and building a business to the many people of the older generation who need the help moving remote. This is a perfect time for to be young and, and be an entrepreneur. James, it is always good to talk to you. Thank you so much for uh, dropping by today. James Altshuler. Yeah, thank you, Glenn. You bet. Entrepreneur and podcast host and writer of several really great books. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. So I don't know if you've been following uh, Max Public House in Grant City, Staten Island, uh, but uh, two guys own this bar and they have been shut down. They've tried to do everything they can. They're going to lose their bar if they have to shut down again. So they decide they decided that they weren't going to shut down. We're not closing it. Well, then the liquor license was revoked. And so they said, you know what? We're declaring ourselves an autonomous free zone. It worked in Seattle. Why not here? And we're not going to charge for alcohol or food. Well, it it was against the law to serve alcohol if you don't have a license, blah, blah, blah. So I think it was last night or the night before last. Uh, uh, the cops were waiting uh, for the owners and Danny Presti walks out. He's one of the owners. He walks out. Cops are there. Uh, he runs from the cops, gets into his car. One of the cops you know, like Beretta jumps on the hood of his car uh, and uh, goes for a couple of blocks before they stop him and they do arrest him. He's out on bail or he's out of jail without bail. Uh, and he's with his uh, an attorney here. And we're going to talk to him in just a second. First, I want to play what de Blasio said about Danny. Here it is. But let's be clear. The most important thing is what this guy did. And it was absolutely unacceptable. 
I'm sure this is a guy who would say he's all in favor of law and order. Uh, and, you know, he's making a big deal about what's happened with his bar. Well, guess what? Law and order means when the state of New York says your bar needs to be closed, your bar needs to be closed to protect people's health and safety. No excuses. And when you violate the law, there will be consequences. And then if you take an action against a law enforcement officer, there will be even more consequences. So this guy is a hypocrite, and he's about to pay the price for his hypocrisy. Uh, boy, talk about a hypocrite. Uh, Bill de Blasio now standing up for the cops and against an autonomous free zone, which is weird. And let's take him at his word. Let's remember what this is all about. Somebody's business, which involves a hamburger and beer. Let's go now to Danny Priesty, uh, or is it Presty? Uh, the co-owner of Max Public House and uh, Louis Gelormino. Uh, uh, Hello, Louis. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having us, Glenn. Always love your show. Thank you. Uh, The first thing I want to address is that they were not cops. They were not NYPD police officers. They were sheriff deputies. And it's in New York City, uh, as it's probably different than down where you guys are throughout the country. In New York City, uh, sheriff's deputies play a different role than NYPD. They're civil enforcement officers. My partner and I have been criminal defense attorneys for over 40 years. Um, We have never dealt with the sheriff's department in a criminal matter. So we want to make perfectly clear the NYPD, Northern New York State Troopers, wanted anything to do with this. That's why they sent uh, de Blasio's personal political hit force to handle this. Well, I tell you, in uh, Texas, sheriffs are the good guys, not not the bad guys. so tell me, uh, tell me what is is happening, because I think there's a lot of people that feel, Danny, exactly like you did, where you guys are trying to keep your business open and you keep being told no, no, no. And you don't have a choice other than to go to the poorhouse. Am I right? Yeah, it's uh, that's why this this whole thing started in the beginning was because we were left without any options. And it was to bring attention to what's going on to the businesses and how dire it is. And in the beginning, we just tried to bring attention to say, hey, let's try to bring as much noise as we can to try to get uh, the mayor and the governor. And, uh, you know, not just here, but across the country to understand that. Small businesses need assistance. Uh, all these big, big chain places are still thriving, and you're killing the small mom and pop places. And we either need assistance if uh, we have to shut down, or you have to help us open in a safe manner. But just the shutdowns and ignoring us and pushing us to the side and killing our livelihoods just wasn't acceptable to this, us. This anymore. is what's happening in uh, California as well, and people are starting to go rogue because they've got nothing left. You have nothing left and nobody is offering any any help. Did you expect this to get to this point? Did you expect to be seeing the inside of a jail? In, uh, I didn't know what to expect when we did it. Again, we just knew that something had to happen. So when Keith and I sat down, um, we decided uh, to do something about it. Um, did I think that uh, getting arrested two times in one week was going to happen at some point? No. So, Lou, what is the what's the what's the plan from here? How are you going to fight this, and what what do you think it means? 
Well, we obviously on, on a, a legal level, we have two issues. We have the criminal case uh, where we're representing Danny, but we also have the civil cases uh, where the sheriffs gave over fifty thousand dollars in fines to Max Public House. I can assure you, we'll take care of Danny's uh, criminal cases. But as far as the civil cases go, that we're going to have to battle those. Um, this is certainly something that was unexpected. But I want to assure your viewers. What happened in California was interesting. They had a judge rule that they have to show their signs before they shut businesses down now. We started with lawsuits, Glenn. We brought, my partners and I brought four different lawsuits to open the restaurants. And we've been shut down by judges in New York City at on each time because obviously they're appointed by de Blasio and Cuomo. Uh, we would love to have a ruling like happened that happened in California. Uh, unfortunately, it seems like going the legal route hasn't been working either. We will continue to do that in the appeal process, but sadly, the small business owners on Staten Island through the rest of the country can't open and still can't open, and they still can't put food on their table. So it's a sad situation, and I, and I applaud Danny and his partner, Keith, for, for leading the charge and staying open. Unfortunately, it's ended up in this ridiculous, these ridiculous criminal charges. So I know you guys are doing a GoFundMe. It's Max Fight, uh, Max Fights for Small Businesses. You are uh, trying to raise 500,000. You're currently at about 100 grand. Um, and you say that anything that you're not using, you're going to you're going to apply that to fight for other small businesses. Is there is there some sort of an association or is there any group of small businesses that are starting to band together and say, we've got to fight this as one because we're all too small? Well, we started the, the, the small business on Staten Island started a, a business association a while ago. Um, those that's who we brought the lawsuits uh, on behalf of. Uh, we will continue to bring those lawsuits on their behalf. Um, and I believe there are a lot of people throughout the country starting to small form, form these coalitions so they can have a strong voice into in, in these ridiculous uh, orders by the uh, governors and mayors of these liberal cities. You know, Glenn. It's sad. It, the virus doesn't know the difference between a red state and a blue state. But it seems that the blue states can't stay open. Their small businesses are shut down. Yet the red states are, are able to stay open and, and keep their businesses open. It's absolutely ridiculous. And it's sad that even the COVID virus has become a political animal. So I have to ask you this, because I am I'm strong with law enforcement that stands with the Constitution. Uh, and usually that is the sheriffs, et cetera, et cetera. And I I preach against, you know, the people like, uh, you know, all the people that de Blasio has supported and all people like him that go out in the streets and they commit all kinds of crimes. The Black Lives Matter has been responsible now for six thousand injuries with uh, police. So I have to I just have to ask about the sheriff that was on the roof or on the hood of your car. Um, he did break his collarbone or he broke one bone. Uh, not true. Not absolutely not true. We have 100 percent confirmation that was the sheriff's department trying to change the narrative. So the support would leave Danny. 
where I have a hundred percent confirmation that that same sheriff's deputy that they claim was injured was in the sheriff's office for over four hours processing the arrest. He did not go to the hospital till after five hours after the incident, claiming claiming some injuries. He did not break his legs. He did not break his collarbone. He broke absolutely nothing. We have a hundred percent confirmation on that. Unbelievable. Um, all right. Thank you, guys. Best of, again, best of luck to you. Yeah, go ahead, I, Lou. If I may say something, and I and I speak on behalf of Danny on this and all the people involved with Max's Public House and my partners, we completely stand with law enforcement, the NYPD, the state troopers. I have many friends and family. My two best friends that I'm around every single day are NYPD detectives. Uh, we love those guys. They've been nothing great and supportive from the beginning. The sheriff's deputies play a lot different role in New York City mm. than they do in in, um, in Texas and the rest of the country. And and even through all this, we still want wouldn't want to be disrespectful for them, even though they've acted like thugs for uh, the Mayor de Blasio. We still haven't been disrespectful to them. We've been cooperative and, and, and respectful the whole entire time. Danny had no idea. If you look at the video, Danny had no idea they were sheriff deputies. They were dressed in complete black outfits. Right. They came up from behind them and yelled Presti and started chasing them from 50 yards away. And, and, and any reasonable person would act in the way that Danny reacted. Mm. Thank you so much. Um, we'll keep track of your uh, your fight and your plight. Uh, we wish you the best. If you would like to donate and help out, th this is becoming more and more of a problem. Uh, and we as small businesses, and I say that as an owner of a small business, a couple of small businesses, we have to stand together uh, and help each other out. You can go to GoFundMe. It's Max Fights. For small businesses, uh, you'll find that at GoFundMe. Thank you very much, guys. The